0: Welcome to episode number 77 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. For those of you who've tuned in for the first time, Quality Christian Living is a series of teachings and messages dealing with various subjects to live in a more abundant life, a good quality Christian life, and one that is filled with joy and peace and happiness and abundant living. I believe that the Lord wants us to live a joyful, peaceful, happy Christian walk with him. So we're going to talk about those subjects. In addition to that, being that my background has to do with finance and business and pastoring for 20 years and owning our own real estate development company, I'll try to interject some thoughts dealing with how to make good financial decisions and family decisions and how to, if you want to start a business, how to get things going and get things set up in the proper ordering based upon the Word of God. So, a lot of topics, a lot of things to cover, but today our focus is on a series on faith. One of my absolute favorite things to talk about. Matter of fact, I've written a book on faith that's entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. This book, if you're interested in it, after listening to these teachings on faith, can be found on my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. When you pull up my webpage, you'll notice that I've written several books and you can obtain those through Amazon or any local bookstore. So today, though, we're going to focus all of our efforts on how to receive faith, how to have an increase in faith. Today's particular topic will deal with the words that we speak. I think it's crucial we understand that sometimes the words that we speak can be productive and sometimes it could be contrary to being productive it can be a negative impact on our life so let's deal with words may hurt our faith let's pray father i pray your blessing and your touch upon this lesson today i pray that you'd help me to bring forth what you want me to bring and those who have tuned in to listen father that they'll receive something very special father when we speak upon your word and get into a stronger and a better understanding of how to grow our our faith in order to receive your goodness and your abundance and live a quality Christian life. In Jesus' name, amen. To get started, I'm going to read from the book of Psalms, one particular psalm, which is number 19 and verse 14. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Listen to these words. Listen to what they have to say about how words can affect us. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now that kind of starts us off today, and that's a great way to start when you pick up the Word of God and you read it. We want to identify how our words affect everything we do in life, and that includes whether we have great faith, little faith, growing faith, or faith that's seeming to be fading away or weaken. You know, I look back on my childhood, as a kid as a little guy i remember saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me now my parents taught me to say those words when other kids would yell at me make fun of me and insult me i was kind of a kid that you might want to pick on in school i was short of stature very heavy overweight at the time fortunately a lot of that has gone away but I felt like when I went to school it was just kind of a battle that I always was facing challenges and the the word bully wasn't used much back then but it seemed like I was always being bullied one way or another. But probably the thing that got to me more and I didn't even realize it were the words that people said rather than even maybe somebody's hitting you or smacking you or something like that or tripping you. It was the words that made the greatest impact on me as a child. Although my parents' advice was good when I was young i soon discovered that the words we hear or speak can be devastating and can literally tear us down emotionally in my grade school years i was very short overweight like i mentioned earlier and the kids in my class would make fun and kid kid around with me and of course my last name is friend and so you know how brutal kids can be when it comes to making fun of your name so they had a great time making fun of my last name friend Now, before you feel sorry for me, I need to say something to you, and that is that I deserve some of those words attacking my stature. I was usually the one to start the verbal altercations. I knew that the words we speak would impact lives, and I knew if I said something to a kid that it might hurt him or it might make him feel less powerful over me, and so I used words to fight my battles. Not a good decision, but nonetheless, it's what I did, it seemed like, to survive in school. As little children, we know how to say hateful words. It's interesting how kids will look at their mom and dad when something's going on, the the mama says, no, don't do that, or take something away from a child, and the child reaches out or screams out and says, I hate you, I hate you. Well, that same child, within minutes, can be cuddling up to you and saying, I love you, I love you. So, little kids struggle with that. But that problem with dealing with negative words can stay with us in our life and can make a major impact on us. Even as little children, we knew how to say good things and we knew how to say bad things. We also knew how to say kind and wonderful uplifting words. Now as teenagers, we knew how to use words to get what we want. Like I would deal with my mom one way and deal with my dad another way. It's funny, our family had two boys and two girls. The girls always seemed to know how to deal with dad. It seemed like they were always at peace with dad and it seemed like my brother and I seemed to know better how to deal with my mom. So the words that we spoke many times were manipulative, not good, but nonetheless that's what we did. As we grow up and we're adults, we choose to use our words in ways to bless others, lift them up, or even tear them down our words affect everything. Listen to that. Write that down somewhere. As we go through this, think about that. The Bible spends considerable time addressing our words and the power of the tongue. Our words speak life and death. The Apostle Paul tells us to think on whatever is true, noble, and pure. Now, he knew how we think affects how we speak. The world we live in is filled with so much negativity and conflict. In this type of environment, we are easily influenced by the words that we speak. Equally, we are influenced by the words that we hear. The words we hear will almost always affect the words that we speak. Now think about that. A lot of times when we lash out at someone, say something that we shouldn't have said or something that we regret later, it comes back upon us. Or other times when someone says something to us and it hits us and impacts us, we may not experience the negativity right off, but we will experience a challenge to our thoughts and our heart our actions, and sometimes our reactions. This would probably be a good time to address how the words we speak will impact the results we want to see. Now, I believe the words in the Bible were designed to bless us, to encourage us, to challenge us, and to correct us. So that's great. I think that's wonderful. And many times we need words of correction. We need words of instruction and words of a guidance. But I know sometimes God's Word can bring something out of nothing. I say that because that's a step of faith. When we read a Word of God, all of a sudden we can receive something. We can receive a promise. We can receive something that we think is possible because God spoke it in His Word. Today I was speaking to a man at lunch. And I asked him about his faith and I asked him about the the Word of God and the Bible and how much he depends on it. And he said, you know, I just don't read it very often because I find it confusing. And he says, I find it a little challenging and a little difficult to understand. And I I asked him, I said, well, what areas have you been reading? And he said, not anything in particular. Well, there's the problem. You need to focus on the area of need that you have in order to allow the words of the Bible to speak to that area of need. So I encouraged him to read the book of Romans, and I encourage anyone else out there who's struggling maybe with their walk with God or an understanding of the word of God to pick up the book of Romans and read through it. It's a powerful teaching that Paul wrote and one that will bless your life and encourage you. Let's look at some of the words in the Bible. In the book of Genesis, God spoke the world into existence. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God spoke the stars, planets, water, animals, and man into existence. He brought something from nothing. That's going to encourage your faith. I believe that right now, and understanding of these words will encourage your faith today. From the days of creation until now, our God has taught us To speak through prayer, to bring what we need in our life into existence. That means to have faith, to speak with faith, to speak with believing. Have you ever talked to someone who's basically responding to you and you just don't think they're on track with you? You make a comment and they kind of look at you and nod or they say, yeah, okay, uh uh-huh. Now, compare that to someone that you speak into their life or you make a comment to them and the words that you speak, all of a sudden it brings out something in them and they just can't stop talking and they talk about their life and their experiences and maybe their faith or maybe something they went through, a challenge they went through and God bless them. You see, there's a huge difference because when we send out words, they're not always received. When we listen to words, we can process them and decide what we want to accept and what we don't. That's where the idea of our words affecting our faith comes into play because if If someone tells you that, no, that's not possible, it impacts your faith. If someone says all things are possible with God, then that also affects our faith. So we've got to speak powerful, influential words that will impact the lives of others in a very positive, encouraging manner. Let me give you another example of how words impact us. The Apostle James wrote, We do not have because we do not ask. Believe it or not now, God wants us to ask Him for things in our life. Now, that scripture is important to our faith because it tells us that we've got to ask for something and have faith to ask and then the faith to believe to follow up with that request. Now, as a new Christian, I was given some bad advice about words I used in prayer. A teacher, Sunday school teacher, once said to me that we don't need to pray and ask God to meet our needs. He said, God knows what we need and will just give it to us if we really need it. That advice held me back in my prayer life for many, many years. I thought, well, I guess I don't need to ask. God knows all things. He's aware of all things. So therefore, if He knows I have a need, then we ought to just let it go and not ask for it. That affected my faith and affected my prayer life. That advice held me back. It it discouraged me from having faith to believe because I was afraid to ask God for anything. It made me feel greedy or self-centered. It made me feel like I was asking for too much and it was constantly all about about me asking and me asking for more and more and more. And that's not what God's word tells us to do. The apostle James wrote, we do not have because we do not ask. It's important we understand we've got to ask. And so not asking is robbing your faith from taking action. Asking puts your faith in motion. It puts your faith in gear to move forward, to receive something from God. Now, fortunately, a job transfer. I'm getting back to my comments now about that Sunday school teacher. A job transfer sent me to a new church and I was taught that God loves to hear us pray. This preacher got up and he says, you know, the Lord just loves to hear us pray. He wants us to ask. He wants us to believe. He wants us to talk to him. And it totally changed me. I discovered that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray because he wanted them to speak to him and to the Father. Think about that. The God we pray to, gave us instructions on how to pray to get results. Jesus wanted to let us know if you want to have good prayers and great effective prayers, then here's the way to pray. So soon I discovered that prayer can bring life into things that we had given up on. What am I saying here? I'm saying once again that I believe, I came to believe from that that I can call forth those things that are not as though that they are. That job promotion that I thought maybe I'd never get, I can believe that it's coming and if God wants me to have it, then I'm going to get it and if God doesn't want me to have it, then it should stay away and I don't need to have it. That's a totally different way of approaching our faith and believing for the things that we desire to have in our life. Now prayer gave me hope where there was doubt, where there was maybe fear or questions or worry. Prayer gave me peace where there were words of fear. Wow. When the doctor tells you you've got a sickness and it's not looking good, if we're not careful, well, let it rob us of our faith to believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can imagine or even think. Or to believe that we sometimes will then have a lack of faith to believe that God is able to do anything and nothing is too difficult for God. Prayer brings life into us and prayer... Enters us into a level of faith and understanding that we need to approach God. I believe that with all my heart now. And I hope that you're catching that and it becomes a part of your prayer life. Let me ask you to do something now. As you're listening to this podcast today, I want you to make a list. If you if you can't right now, because you're riding a bike or you're driving your car and you're listening to this in your radio or wherever it might be i want you to think about past dreams and goals then that you've given up on that you don't feel have any opportunity of coming to pass in your life Maybe someone spoke negative words to you, or you can't do that, or that's impossible. You'll never be able to do that. You'll never get anywhere. It kind of reminds me of a story that some people I knew very, very well. These people were my parents. And I love my mom and dad. They're amazing people, and I had a great relationship with both of them. But I can remember being raised, they weren't negative people. They just didn't think much about us having a level of success. My mom and dad were raised to think that we were a certain kind of people, and we just don't get blessed as much as other people get. So therefore, There's no reason to try and get a better job. Just keep the one that you've got. Just keep plotting and you'll be just fine. And and I love them dearly. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying right now. But when they spoke, they would say things like, you know, we just don't drive those kind of expensive cars or we don't live in those kind of big houses. And it made me feel like, well, is that my role in life? Is that what I have to accept? And they didn't realize it, but they were taking away a lot of the hope and drive. Now, In our family, there's some of the children in our family who accepted that and never did try or make an attempt to increase their quality of life or to increase their their income or their education, and they just kind of passed through life, just kind of taking it easy. Now, I believe that there's nothing wrong with parents teaching wonderful rules of guidance and direction and steady plotting and all those good things. But I also believe it's important for parents to speak words that tell kids, you can be more than a conqueror, more than an overcomer. You can live an abundant life. You don't have to just settle for certain little things. And mom and dad lived a great life. They were great providers and blessed us and they gave abundantly of their love to us. But they grew up in homes where they were also told that they were just the kind of people that work for other people that they couldn't own a business they always had to work for somebody else so i hope that this is helpful and not making you think that i had a problem with my parents because i never did not at all but i'd like you to write down those things which have not come to pass as though they exist things that you've given up that maybe someone spoke some negative words to you which impacted your faith to, to believe that you could accomplish something greater I want you to begin to speak life-giving words into your future and into others. It's crucial that we do that. If we're not being successful in certain areas of our life, financially or job-wise or whatever it might be, that should never stop us from speaking positive and encouraging words to those who need to be encouraged and those who need to hear positive words. Now, let me give you a few things that I did, that I maybe would be helpful to you. Following are some of those. I'm going to kind of, I've got something written here I want to read to you because it's something I think really, really important that we address when it comes to making sure that our words do not affect our faith in a negative way. Here are some of the things that, that I've done to begin to see past dreams come back to life. First of all, I stopped saying these three words with my luck. You know, Christians do not live a life directed by luck. We are Christians. We're followers of God the Father, and Jesus Christ his Son, and we don't have any luck. We're blessed people. And I find myself right now correcting people. And I don't mean to be mean or anything or critical of them. But when I hear Christians especially say, well, you're lucky or this is lucky or with your luck or whatever it might be, I encourage them to say, why don't you replace that with blessings, with a blessing or with my blessing, such and such will happen. So I stopped saying with my luck. Like so many others, I just had a bad habit of saying that. So it's important that we Look at things in our own life that are robbing us of the fullness of having greater faith. On this luck word, I believe that we should remove the word luck from the dictionary, from the words that we speak about our life, even have it removed from Google because luck has nothing to do with the life of a believer. Many times now people would say to me that you're so lucky to have a nice car or a home in the mountains and It's important that we're kind to people, but we must understand that it's not luck, it's the blessings of the Lord. Another word that I remove from my comments on faith is coincidence. Now, we do not serve a God of luck or coincidence. It's not a coincidence that we got saved, it's not a coincidence if you're listening to this message and it's speaking to you about a need in your life. That's not a coincidence. That's simply a divine appointment from God. We sometimes give the world credit for things that God has orchestrated, that God has set into motion, and therefore it will hurt our faith. So we must give God all the glory and all the credit and realize that the word coincidence does not belong to believers. We serve a God with purpose and a plan for our lives. Now God sees hope and life, and prosperity, and purpose for every believer, every single one of us. We must select the words that bring life and increase our faith. Some of those words that would increase our faith are just simply, God is able, therefore I am able. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am not going to be the borrower anymore. I'm going to be the lender someday. When I think of how the words we speak affect our lives, I must thank the Lord for bringing my wife into my life. In the more than 50 years that we've been married, my wife has always been my biggest encourager. Sharon has supported me in every decision that I've made and that we've made together. Let me use the example of my banking career. It required us to move several times. Now, instead of fussing or finding fault with each other, every home and all the schools our children went to, Sharon has found something good and worthwhile in all of our changes. She has always spoken words of encouragement to me and our children. This brings me to the circumstances that caused us to close our real estate business and become full-time pastors and start a new church in Scottsdale. We were both 48 years old when the Lord led us into a new direction. My wife and I had been married for 28 years And now I was being called into ministry at almost 50 years of age. I was a real estate developer and had a successful business. The Holy Spirit silently spoke to my heart and impressed me to close down the business and go to work for our church. I would work for free or at whatever salary they wanted to pay me. We were willing to go wherever the Lord would send us. We were out to dinner while on vacation, and I told my wife the Lord has called me pastor. It may not be immediate, and I said, so don't worry about it, but we need to work at putting things in order for what the Lord has asked us to do. Immediately, she had tears in her eyes, and I wondered whether her response was that of joy or fear of losing our lifestyle. Then she explained that when she was a little girl, the Lord had impressed her during prayer that one day she would be married to a preacher man. Although married for 28 years, I never knew how she felt about me being a preacher. Now, some of you may think she should have told me how she felt sooner. I have to disagree with that because I think that the best thing she could have done is exactly the way she did it. Think about this for a moment. She could have badgered me and said, you're supposed to be a preacher and not a banker. Or you're supposed to be a pastor preaching the word of God, not a real estate developer, and you're doing the wrong thing. Or why aren't you doing what God has called you to do? For 28 years, she did not say anything like that, but hid promise a promise from God in her heart. She believed it would come to pass. Sharon knew it would be better to pray and ask God to have his will in our lives. Now, she could have spoken words that would have put stress on our marriage. However, she chose to encourage me in what I was doing. She knew God would bring to life what he had promised her. She had the patience she needed not to speak discouraging words to me and wait for God to bring forth the promise that she knew was in her heart. Now that story I think to some, could bless your marriage. I believe that. To others, it could bless you and not always feeling like you got to say whatever's on your mind and on your heart. You see, a lot of folks say things like, well, some things need to be said. I can remember having a discussion with someone one day and he was having a disagreement with someone in his family and he said, well, I just think that some things just need to be said and I'm just going to tell it like it is and say it. And I spoke to him and I said, I don't think that's going to help the situation at all. Because when you speak words that are attacking people, they'll either do one or two things. They'll either be quiet and do nothing, or they'll come back and attack you. And I believe that we need to have wisdom when it comes to the words that we speak and the things that we say. No. We don't have to say everything. We don't have to say things that, quote, need to be said. What we need to do is listen to the voice of God and avoid speaking words, negative words, that hurt and attack other people. Because when we do that, we hurt our faith and we hurt their faith. Anytime that we do something negative, it's an attack on our faith. Now, you may think that's just not true because we just have to get things off of our heart. Well, that's not the way it works. Jesus said, how many times should we forgive someone? And I think it was Peter. And he said, well, I believe it's seven times. And Jesus said, no, it's 70 times seven. So instead of getting things off your mind and getting it off of your your thought process and you just need to speak them out, maybe it'd be better just to say, I'm sorry and move on and ask for forgiveness, whether you're right or whether you're wrong. Because then things will change. Your mind will change. Their mind will change. And the way we speak and the way we believe and the faith that we have will not be effective negatively. And that's my goal in this teaching and is to help each and every one of us to understand that our faith is impacted by the words that we speak. So let me give you a quick review of some of the things that we said in today's session. Remember this, the words we hear will almost always affect the words that we speak. Now, in addition to that, the words that we speak will affect our faith. The words that we hear many times will affect our faith we need to discover that prayer can bring life into things that we have given up on so if you've given up on something it's affected your faith and if you're talking about it and saying things like well that's over that'll never happen again i can't go back and do that you are robbing yourself of the faith that you need to move forward with what god has a plan for in your life here's another comment i think we briefly touched on even though our circumstances may change the purpose God has for our lives never changes. So He has a plan for our life and a purpose for our life and we're praying about it. Even though circumstances happen, don't let those circumstances rob you of your faith. Don't speak words of negativity into those circumstances or don't complain about those circumstances robbing you of what God has for your life. There's absolutely nothing that can change the purpose that God has set for our life. It never changes, it can't because God's the one that established it and said it. So avoid speaking those words that will bring negative thoughts into something that God has planned to be positive in your life. And by doing that, we will not lose our faith. We will gain in our trust, in our faith, in our belief that God is able. And finally, we must not beat each other up with words that try to put people in places where we think they should be. Too many people walk around today and telling people what they should do and where they should go and what they should think. When we do that, we're impacting their faith. We're also impacting ours because we think we have all the answers. So it's important that we should just let go and let God do in their life what he chooses to do for them. Now, obviously, we have to train our children. We must teach our children how to act and how to behave and how to do things right. But when it comes to those that are not our kids, other family members, or adults, or friends, or relatives. Let's avoid trying to teach them what they need to do and just show them what the Word of God says needs to be their next step. So I believe I've changed a little bit through this according to what I thought that I'd be teaching, but I like it and I think it's something that'll bless. So let's just pray and close this out. Father, thank you once again for this opportunity I've had to bring this teaching at this time to this audience. I pray that you would bless them and that their their faith, Lord, would grow and would increase and that all of us, Lord, would not speak words, Father, that hurt our impact negatively, someone else's faith, but let us speak words of encouragement and love and compassion, Father, and that we should lift up our brother, our sister, Father, when they need faith to believe for something. I thank you once again for this opportunity and pray that you would bless it, Lord, and that those who've received it, Father God, will receive something special in their walk with you, as all of us have one goal in this, and that is to draw closer to you, Father, and Lord, that that closeness, Father, will increase our faith that we will believe and that our words, Father God, will be the right words said at the right time to the right people for the right purpose. And Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you received something from this. And if you'd like to get more information on these teachings on faith, you can go to my webpage at David C friend.com and when you pull up that webpage, you'll see references to other books that I've written books on faith and finances how to get out of debt on what generosity is all about also instructions to help veterans who are experiencing challenges from their time in service through Agent Orange and PTSD there's a lot of information on there that I believe will be beneficial to you and I hope that you'll be able to listen to these podcasts and speak to other people and let them know to tune in that they'll receive a touch on their faith father God and understand how they can have their faith grow. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that at cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. These podcasts are designed to let people have an opportunity to improve their walk with God and to draw closer to God. And quality Christian living has to do with living a quality life, a quality Christian life. If you're not a believer and you've not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can change that right now. You could just simply say, Father, I need a Savior. I need you, Lord. I need you in my life. But I've sinned, Father, and I've fallen short of your glory. So I repent of my sins and I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he gave his life for me. God sacrificed his Son that I might have life and have it more abundantly. So on this day, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve Him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You just said the greatest prayer you can ever say and made the greatest decision that you can ever make in your life. So with that, once you've given your life to Christ, you need to find a good church, a local church that preaches the Word of God, teaches you from the Word of God, and I believe that God will bless you as you grow. Our next podcast will be an extension of this one, I believe. I have an awful lot yet to say about the words that we speak, and so I would encourage you to tune in to our next podcast and hear more about how the words that we speak will impact our faith. So I'd like to close up by saying, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Until next time, may God richly bless you in all that you do.